Welcome to the Sports Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Welcome to the Sports Betting Podcast from Pregame.com for the week of February 19th, 2010. I'm your host, RJ Bell. I'm joined by Marco D'Angelo, 30 years in the business, Vegas runner, genuine professional better here in Las Vegas, star of the CNBC special on gambling. This is segment one of four, big game preview. Now, what we're doing a little differently this week is we're going in reverse chronological order. So the games furthest out are first, and the games nearest to our taping are last. That way, if you're listening a little later in the weekend, you can get the stuff that hasn't gone off yet early. And then once you get to the point in the podcast where you've, the games have passed, you may not want to listen. Though you can you know, maybe hear Marco's wisdom and, and see if he was right or not. So... Okay, so what we have here on Sunday is we've got the Cavs at the Magic. And what makes this especially interesting is the big trade that happened where the Cavs got... um, Maybe the missing piece, Antoine Jameson. All right, so let's talk about that real quick before we break down. 30 seconds or less, Vior, what do you think of that trade for the Cavs? I I think it's huge. We covered it in this week in Vegas. And I love that they're trying to at least keep LeBron there by winning a championship. If they don't win a championship, he's free to go. If they win a championship, they could keep him there because he's going to want to defend it. And most players of his level leave because they want that ring. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I give them credit for, for going out and grabbing such a big acquisition. So you touch on a good point, which is there's two elements to this trade. One is the on-the-court element. But number two is the psychology yeah. of it. Is You know, in your work environment, in your relationships, things happen. You know, when a couple gets engaged, in fact, we'll give a little shout-out to one of our core pros, Dan Beebe, just got Congrats, engaged this brother. weekend. Usually, you're gonna, everything's going to feel new. Everything's going to feel excited. In fact, I think there was a Sopranos uh, scene where, Christopher finally got engaged to Adriana, and then they had sex, and he goes, we should have got engaged years ago. And I think with a team, if there was a sense of this team has been invigorated and, and, and even though the Cavs were playing great is they have even a better chance that's good but there's another side when a team like the Bullets uh, wait the Wizards wait. when a team like the Wizards are dumping all of their players think about the psychology of who's left it even goes beyond just the, the, the matchups and beyond the reality of what's on the floor is how can you be excited if you're a yeah. Washington player so even though the line's going to be adjusted I think maybe fading these teams that have gutted themselves is, is sometimes a good bet to take that one step further what you said about being a Washington player how they feel how about home court advantage for Washington and those type of teams? Because as a fan, yeah. how do you feel? How do you get excited about, you know, I got season that tickets. Gave up on the season. Yeah. And as a guy coming from Pittsburgh and seeing us with the Pirates all the time, every time they do it every season. It's like, That's a good point is, is the psychology of the team and even less home court. That's a great point. Real quick, 20 seconds, what do you think of the trade? Uh, I think it's a, it's a great move. I agree with VR. It should be the missing piece and anything less than 
the NBA Finals is going to be huge, huge disappointment for. You know, Cleveland. I, I kind of liked that they, you know, Stoudemire was the bigger name, but but from what I understand, and I'm no expert at breaking down trades because there's so many factors with the, the the salary cap and all that, is they gave up less than they would yeah. have had to. So I'm not sure they didn't get an equal player or a very close player. So and and don't forget now, you know, there's a good point made on talk radio, which you can get good information on, is uh, you know every the coach of D'Antoni, is that how you say it? The guy from uh, the Knicks, he didn't want Stoudemire. Is, you know, when you got guys that used to play with a guy or coach him, not wanting him, probably a sign so, of something. Yeah, and uh, he fits in perfectly because he's not the he's a, a great player, but he's not going to try to be the big guy right. there. And you can't overshadow LeBron, where an Amari might come in and think, point. I want to be number one. Okay, Jameson's so, going to know his role. Fit, he's fit a his team role, player. yeah. All right, so now let's look at this exact matchup on Sunday. Now, one thing we do when we're looking at these games early is we replicate what a true handicapper does, which is make a line on the game. What's particularly interesting, because there's not even a line out yet, but what's particularly interesting is we've got two different types of handicappers here. Vegas Runner, when you make the line, you're making the true line. This is what you think is going to split split the, the result, result of exactly. the game. Now, Marco likes to do a lot more with what the odds makers are trying to induce you to do, so he puts out a fair line, which is what he thinks is going to split the act. And then if the line comes out significantly different, he knows the sports books are trying to, they want disproportionate action. So what is the true line on this game by your hand? I made Orlando a one and a half point home favor and I set the total at 194 and a half. All right, what did you do? I made Orlando a three point favorite in this game. Okay, so that you three point splits the action. Wow, that surprises me. Okay, now who we got a free pick on this one? Right? I have a free pick on this game, and last week we actually had this same matchup. Only they were in Cleveland. Yeah, that was and my VR free pick. had a free pick on Cleveland, and everything we talked about last week is all the reasons why I have Orlando this week. Cleveland, that was the first time that they played Orlando at home last week since Orlando knocked them out of the playoffs and cost them going to the NBA Finals. Now they got all their revenge taken yeah, care of. Yeah, they beat them at they Orlando. They beat them at Orlando earlier in the year, and they beat them at home. Now this is Orlando's time to come to play, make the statement, and say, hey, we're still here. We're not going away. And I think you're going to get some added value where every year when you get a new, when you make a trade like, Cleveland just did. There's going to be, you know, like a new relationship. There's going to be growing pains. You're going to have to learn to coexist with the other, with the yeah. new player. You're going to have different habits, different tendencies. And I think it's a great spot for Orlando to get the win. It's on national TV, ABC. I've got them winning this game by nine or more. Okay, so I agree, and that was going to be my point. Is long term, this trade makes the Cavs better. In the short term. However much they're better, it's significantly less than it will be in the long term when they get integrated as a team. I mean, this is all, that's why the all-star games are, are so disjointed. These players aren't used to playing with each other. And you have a situation where one of the keys of the Cavs at this point now is not used to the rest of the team. And you're paying for perception because right exactly. now you don't know actual strength. I mean, uh, even though the odds makers say they have a power rating for each particular player, and like we said before, in the other video this week in Vegas, he might be worth an 8.5 on his old team. But in the new team, you might have to adjust that number with how he fits into that offense, how he fits so with when that you, team. So when you say 8.5, what does that mean? Well, I'm say, the odds makers say they have a rating for every player, from left tackle to the center to this and that. So when someone's out, they know 
how to adjust them for. Okay, okay. I'm and just throwing it, any the key, out Yeah, there. but the key is is who the player who would have been there. It's the con. You know, if you have Steve Young and Joe Montana, Joe Montana is a great player, but having Steve Young as a backup isn't much of a drop off. It's always relative to who's playing versus who would have played. Yeah, and you don't know how he's right now. It's all in perception. I think any adjustment. I mean, it's really as simple as the ESPN type batters who watch SportsCenter are saying, "Wow, he's great." Cavs were good before. Cavs are even better. That's why I'm surprised, to be honest, uh, that you came out with the idea that, that this line's going to be three. Well, actually, we're taping on Thursday. If you looked at tonight's line with Cleveland and Denver, they opened that game, Cleveland, only six tonight against Denver. And they just played five weeks ago in Denver. Now, Carmelo wasn't in the lineup, yeah. but... The Cavs were a five-point favorite on the road in Denver, and they're only a six-point favorite at home tonight. So even if you take Carmelo, what are you going to give Carmelo? Three points? All right. So, I mean, I might, well, so, huh, interesting. So, so if that's the case, then aren't we saying potentially that this perception, the lines makers are not accounting for it? They put tonight's line out low. I thought, I mean, I did the uh, podcast with Dan Beebe and Mike Hook, and that's exactly what I talked about. I said I was shocked that the line came out that low on Cleveland tonight. I, I thought, to be honest with you, it's going to come out lower, um, you know, Orlando a lower favorite, only because Cleveland beat them two times, and they beat them handedly. Yeah, I, um, I especially. I mean, if it's three, I'm not sure I like the magic. If it's if it's one or pick them, I, I certainly do. And uh, but that's always the catch twenty two for you. If it came out of pick them, who knows what you would like? Because you think the odds makers would be trying to do something. But we have an official free pick on the magic. What we're going to do is grade these games on what the consensus is when they go off, and uh, that's good stuff. Okay, now next up is we're going to be breaking down another basketball game, and what we have a special offer here is if you go to pregame.tv, you can get all of our videos. You can go to this video and predict the score in the comment section of YouTube. If you get the score exactly right, you get $100 free to spend any way you want at pregame.com. And remember, if you want to download Download and listen. You can just go to iTunes and search for pregame.com. It's a segment two of four, big game preview, college basketball. We've got Virginia Tech at Duke on Sunday. Okay, so Vegas Runner, you give us, there's no line on this game yet. We replicate what a true handicapper does, which is handicap the game before the line comes out. What is the true line on this game? What line will split the Result. Okay, I made Duke a 13-point home favorite, and I set the total at 136.5. I think that's where you're going to find value because I believe the odds makers are going to bring out the total a lot higher than that because the first meeting between the two, the total was 143.5. And even though they didn't eclipse that total, an adjustment of eight points is very rare for them to make. So I think they'll bring it out around 139 or 140, and because of that, there'll be some value on the under for us. Okay, so your handicap, you think right now what's going to split the action 50-50? 13 to 136.5. Okay, now, Marco, you do it differently. You come out with the way to split the action. Your line is what you think the odds maker is going to put out to split the action. That way, if it varies from that, you can really think the odds maker might have an opinion, which you like to do and find trap games and such. What do you put the line we got a big difference on this one. I got Duke coming out at nine and a half in this game. Uh, Virginia Tech is, you know, they've just been playing lights out. They've been close in all of their games. I just don't see them putting this game at double digits. I hope. I hope they don't. 
Wow. So, so that's weird because Duke in general is such a public team. I mean, they're amongst the two or three most public teams. With a public team comes uh, a premium. You usually are lay. I mean, it'd be hard to imagine they're not double digits here. You think you think nine and a half split half the people bet Virginia Tech at nine and a half? I think so. I mean, I guarantee you that if it comes at that, you'll see me with my thinking. I will be on the dog if they come at VR. If they come at what? If they come under double digits, if they come at that nine and a half, I'm going to look to the dog because, to me, psychologically, they're enticing you to take the Duke action. Because Duke was five and a half, but six when they played at Vatek in the game they won by 14 or 13 or something like that. Hold on a second, though. I'm confused. If you think the line is, is going to be nine and a half to split the action, if it comes out of nine and a half, then the odds maker's neutral. The well, when I come out with my line, this is the line that I'm expecting. I'm expecting to see. This is what I think Vegas will open the line. All right. So if they come out at nine and a half, that means that you think the action is going to split fifty fifty. Yes, I agree with you. But we we go round and round with me on how I read the lines, and it's it, it's a situation. Well, no. Here's the thing: is what we need, to, and that's what's nice about this podcast is we got the whole basketball season all the way through to football to try to figure out how do we best convey to the listeners what a handicapper such as yourself is thinking. So this isn't about trying to play Perry Mason and catch you in an air. Let's let's take a minute and think about this. Listen, I this is my free pick. I'll make this really simple. I is I'm taking Virginia Tech. And the reason is is simple. One, I always want to fade a team like Duke. Now it's not I'm not going to fade them every time. But they've actually covered uh, uh, as a double digit favorite a lot this year and they've been blowing a lot of teams out and the rest of the or the ACC hasn't. It's like 57% um, double. If you just take all double-digit dogs in conference, it's like 57% yeah, yeah, this year. But Duke sure. has actually done quite well with it. So you have the people have been laying the big number with Duke, have been winning. They're gonna, there's no reason not to here, which means I think there's going to be even more of a premium on it. I'm very much hoping for a number closer to your 13. Uh, at nine and a half, I wouldn't like it. So I'll make a pick, let's say, at... Ten and a half or above on this as an official free pick. Now let's dig in. It's that simple for me. Is I think I'm getting a couple points of value, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna bat it. Let's dig in for a minute. What I want your number to tell us is what you think would split the action. Then, so let's say for the sake of argument, you think 11 would split the action. Then if they come in at 9.5, then that's a sign of the odds makers do want Duke. So, so let's, let me ask you the question again. What number do you think splits With the what action? You're, okay, 10.5 would be a number that's going to split the action because okay. it's going to get it over the double digits. And you're still, it's just going to be that tick over. Okay, so you think that the fair line is 10.5. You suspect they're going to come out. You think this is setting up as a game that they like Virginia Tech, so they come out at 9.5, especially right below that double digits to try to induce Duke. Exactly. All right, so that's as we move forward, I want to hear what you think splits the action. And then the listeners, if the line comes out below, you know, significantly different, they can start thinking like Marco and say, wait a minute, they're trying to induce Duke action. I want to go the other way. A good place to put a little plug in here is a good place to get inside my head is the. <laughs> At the Mirage of a Fag? Well, yeah, there too. But <laughs> the, uh, the Daily Trap thread. And yesterday was a perfect example of one of these games where the line just absolutely made no sense at all on the game the number they came out at and 
the public was betting, hammering away on the one side, and it never moved off the line. And not only did we cover the game, we had a seven-point dog win outright by a lot. All right, so you're at pregameforums.com. You do a daily, seven days a week, never miss. Uh, now, you're getting married here in a few months. Are you going to have a trap thread that day? No. Really? <laughs> well, I, all right, so, so three... Every day except the wedding. <laughs> I think you could at least do it the day of the wedding and then not maybe the next day. You get one day off. You can pick which one it is. Well, I got to talk to Dan Beavy's uh, agent because he got the day off after his, uh, you know, his engagement. I had to go to the hospital to get my day off after the the engagement. <laughs> well, I don't know why you went to the hospital. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> All right, so but but moving forward, we really want to split. We want the line that you think splits the action. Then if it comes out differently, we can learn okay. from that. But in pregame forms, uh, Marco does a daily thread where he actually does it early in the morning or relatively early. Then has a midday update, then a late day update during the week, and then it's all moved a little earlier on the weekend, in which you identify a game, put it under the spotlight, and and decide if ultimately if it's a trap game or not. And it's been hugely popular. All right, so what do you think of my uh, play on VT here? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm neutral on the side, and my opinion is is that there'll be some value on the under. Like I said at the top, uh, the reason I I, I I don't love like the Duke side in the, in this spot, but this Virginia Tech team, I'm not sold on them yet. They're right behind Duke in the ACC standings. I understand that, but they're as fake of a 21 and four team as you're going to get. This team had the 332nd toughest schedule in college basketball non-conference and they had like the 120th toughest you know schedule overall they're not experienced uh, more importantly, they lack size. And this year's Duke team is so different than all the rest. All the rest, you knew they were going to shoot from the outside. They didn't have a big man underneath. This year they're top 10 in as far as height goes in their starting lineup. They, they've been getting the ball inside, and that's why they've been dominating. Top 10, where do you get this stat from? Effective height. Ken Pomeroy, they're number nine in effective height. That's, that's usually <laughs> the guys that, are, that play 26% or higher as effective height he uses. And they're ninth in the country where um, Virginia Tech's over 100, well, like 161. So I think they have a big edge there. I'm impressed. Well, I'll, add, I'll add something to that real fast. 30 seconds. Virginia Tech, if they got a height advantage, Duke, they're going to be grabbing rebounds because Virginia Tech does not shoot the ball well. Since January 1st, six games they've shot 40% or less from the floor. Wow. Guys, no wonder the number's going to come out in double digits. <laughs> hey, real quick, VR, 30 seconds. Tell us a little bit about the total. You, it's not your official free pick, but you're, you got to lean uh, Yeah, that. I like it. Because the first total was 143 and a half, went, went off at 144, and they didn't, it stayed under. I, I think this game, they're not going to be able to adjust enough. I think from that 144, they might bring it out at 139, 140. And I think because of that, there's still a lot of value in the under. And when you look at the last couple games for each team, it looks like they've been scoring, but that's only because of the opposition. Both these teams play around the same tempo. Mm -hmm. So I receiving results. Exactly. You have the first result, which tells you something. Exactly. But they're not adjusting enough. So at 140, you like the under. Exactly. All right, good stuff. Next up, we're going to be breaking down another a Saturday game, actually. And remember, go to pregame.tv and you can get all of our videos. And specifically on this video, go to the comment section in YouTube, which is where pregame.tv goes, and Predict the score of this game. If you get it exactly right, you get $100 to spend any way you want at pregame.com. Mm-hmm.
For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. This is segment three of four, big game preview. Saturday, we got Texas at Texas Tech. So first up, VR, what in your mind, we're taping on Thursday, what is the true line on this game according to your projections? Okay, I made Texas the road favorite. I set them at seven and a half. And uh, total around 158 and a half. All right, so seven and a half is going to split the results, you think? Yes. All right, now, Marco, you split the action with your number. What do you put that number at? I have Texas at minus four in this game. It's a big difference again. <laughs> okay, so if Texas comes out at four, right away VR thinks there's a ton of value. Right, and that's what fits in perfectly because... Of that's what I'm looking for. The right. bookmakers to put out a fair line as opposed to a true line for me to find. And value. that's why. And there's two ways to gain value. One is they're just wrong about the number, or number two is they put out. And this is Marco especially is they put out a trap game where they know the public got it wrong. They put out a bad number to try to induce the public to bet a certain way, and he goes the other way. All right, so you've got your official free pick on this yes, game. Yes, I do. Now, you've been hot on your free picks. Right here. What, what's your numbers now? 15 and 5. Since the start of football, 15 and 5. Yes, sir. And I, you had some futures and stuff, but these are the side Yeah, picks. yeah, this don't even count the Saints future. That okay. And, Mark, you've been hot. What's your record? 16 and 9. 16 and 9. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so <laughs> give us a reason why you like Texas. Okay, the first time these two teams met at Texas, we saw 95-83 Final. Um, Texas was a 16 and a half point favorite, and uh, they didn't cover the number. The total was went off at 160, and it flew way over the total. <clears throat> I think the odds makers or the bookmakers are going to be forced to adjust this total a little bit higher um, because of the way these two teams have been playing. But I think the va- true value on this game is going to be on the under. I think we're going to see a much different game than last time around. The reason being is Texas Tech played Texas's style of basketball. Both of these teams love to run two of the quickest tempos in off-college basketball. Texas Tech saw what happened the first time they <coughs> did approach the game that way. Texas destroyed them, ran them off the, off, off the court. Excuse me. This time around at home, I think they're going to have to approach it a little bit differently and slow it down a little, try to get Texas out of their comfort zone. And I think we're not going to see that up and down, nonstop scoring, and we're going to see a little more defense this time around. Okay, so we talked about this last week, which is when you have, in basketball, when you have teams that have a similar style, the better team has a huge advantage. Right. When you have teams with different styles, sometimes the inferior team can mess up the the better team and, and pull off the upset. You're saying we have, and maybe that's part of the reason, too, you think the number, uh, the true number is a little bit higher than Marco thinks the number is going to come out at uh, to split the action. So you're saying that the Tech is going to have trouble running with Texas and they're not even going to try. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to definitely slow the game down for sure. All right, what's your thoughts on the game, Mark? Well, just to go to that one step further, um, yeah, they were lost playing Texas' style of basketball. And... When you look at the numbers from the first game, it is absolutely shocking. I mean, Texas actually should have won by way more yeah, than exactly. they did. Exactly. They blew them out of the gym. <clears throat> they, Texas shot 55% from the floor to only 44% for Tech. They out-rebounded Tech 46-27. to That is a huge disparity with the rebounds. And turnovers, Texas only had 11 turnovers. And with that up-tempo against a real good up-tempo team... 
Tech turned it over 27 times in that game. You know, if Tech just makes halfway improvement on some of those key areas, they're going to make a ball game out of this because as bad as they played that, they, they should have lost by 30 points. Yeah, and let's not forget that we've already seen how to beat Texas, and that's they have no size. You know, they have no inside game, and that's why they've been getting killed when they play away from home. They, they, when their jump shot isn't working, this team's beatable. They're very beatable because they don't have no inside game. So I think Texas Tech's going to learn from that and say, why go to their strengths? Let's go to their weakness. Let's slow it down. Let's force them to, to play the type of game where they're not getting fast breaks and easy buckets. All right, so let me ask, so give me the, the uh, percentage of field goals again. 55-44. Now, isn't there two ways to look at that? One way is Texas shot the lights out, and thus you can't expect that again. If anything, it seems like the score should have been closer. So I guess there's two ways to say it. You're saying that the, the stats – are even worse than the score, but because the stats are so bad, it means that it was an extreme case, and thus Tech can't play this bad again because Texas isn't going to shoot 55%, that kind of rationale. Exactly. So, so do you have a lean towards Tech? I, le- I lean to Tech in the game. This this came close to being my free pick was this game. So but strong I- lean Because really, it's hard to think there's value laying you know a marquee program you know texas tech on the road you know one of the things and i again i listen to a lot of talk radio and i believe if you listen to the right guys they know what they you know when you, bobby knight bobby knight knows basketball that, exactly, you know exactly. i mean who are we kidding is they're saying that the the parody in college basketball is even more this year it's getting more and more I of agree. a level there's of no parody. north carolina like there was last year when it was everyone but, but even if there's one or two teams but in general a team like texas which is you know one of the better half of the big 12 i don't know exactly yeah, where they're they at right and then you got a team like tech maybe that's you know not in the better half but Really, on the road, assuming that Tex, you know, always seems to have a good crowd, is, you know, I don't think you make a living laying the road favored here. Yeah, especially Tech, you're absolutely right. They're 13-2 and two at home. So, I mean, they play very well in their own gym. One of the other reasons that I think the line, that my number was a little bit lower, is Vegas is going to start to adjust the line on Texas. The Bloom's fallen off the rose with Texas. They've lost four of their last five on the road. And, you know, a lot of people talked about this team at one point that they could go undefeated. Yeah, they really yeah early on that they were men and, playing with boys because and they've of their really struggled on the road. And seniors. The last month they have not played well on the road at all. So they're going to start adjusting the line. Yeah, they lost to Texas. Kansas State, UConn. I mean, they've lost to Missouri last night. Now, is there another way? It, you guys both agree that there's more parity in college basketball now than there was Absolutely. five years ago. Absolutely. So the, my first thought is you want to play more dogs. Uh, if there's not much of a difference, you want to take the points. What other ways do you guys in your handicapping use the, the reality of, of the increased parity? Well, what you said with, with underdogs, and you've, hold, you've heard the old adage, that with underdogs, three things can happen, and two of them are good when you take an underdog. You should always, in your handicapping, look to the dog first. You need to find a good reason to take favorites. I mean, that's what I do when I handicap. Yeah, I, I think also how you could use that by knowing there's parity is not to believe the hype. You know, you hear about some of these teams, and they keep talking about them and, and how good they are, when in reality... There isn't that big of a difference between the second place team and the fifth place team in the conference. 
Mm-hmm. So I think you you know you you should look. So at the that's goal. an interesting point. You're saying that because of the 24 hour media cycles and literally a story is dominant, and then three days later everyone's tired of it. These teams ebb and flow, ebb and exactly. You know, the, Saints, you know, the Saints were great. The Saints were horrible. The Saints are exactly. great again. Is you're saying that the media ebb and flows are more extreme than they used to be? While the truth of the matter is teams are more equal. Thus playing against the hype. It, exactly, it, because, I mean, it, uh, it, not to mention names, but, you know, like ESPN, whatever, Fox, they don't want to talk about Texas Tech. You don't want to talk about Iowa States. It's talking about the Kansases. It's talking about the top tier of each conference. But I don't think there's just that big of a gap anymore between your second and third place teams to your fourth, fifth, and sixth place teams. I think we're going to see that when conference tournament play comes. Right. You could do worse than saying, okay, tell me the three teams that are getting the most mentions positively on talk radio this week and bet against exactly. them, you probably aren't doing so bad. I, I agree 100%. Alright, good stuff. Guys, we got one more segment left. We're going to be breaking down another Saturday college basketball game. Remember, you can get all of our videos at pregame.tv. Now, when you go there, you can actually, in the comments section, predict the score of any game that we preview. And if you get the score exactly right, you get $100 to spend at pregame.com. You can spend it any way you want. Now, if you're an iTunes person, just go to iTunes and uh, search for pregame.com, and you can download and listen. For free, real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. This is segment four of four, big game preview. We have Kentucky and who's Kentucky? Vanderbilt. Oh, I knew that. Vanderbilt. <laughs> Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Big game. Is, is this really the, the second best game on Saturday? It's uh, Saturday, ESPN, 6 yeah, o'clock. It's, it's a big one. It's a big for, one. For Vandy. Right. First and maybe, second in the conference. Uh, maybe I'm not a big enough college basketball fan. All right. So the way we do it, and some of you uh, regular listeners are getting used to it, VR tells us what the line should be. Marco tells us what the line's going to be. And then if when the line comes out, they're wrong, then you know there's some value. What should the line be? Okay, I made Kentucky a one-point road favorite and the total 154.5. What's the line going to be? Well, it took four games, but we finally agree on one. I got, <laughs> I got Kentucky minus one. Okay, so we're saying that uh, right now is it looks like that your t- true handicap on the game and the way the books are going to be coming out looks about the same. All right, so we've already had three free picks. And remember, uh, everyone's been uh, red hot, some of us hotter than others, but everyone's been hot with the freebies. Uh, you can get all those at pregame.tv. This game, we're just going to talk about it in a general sense, see if there's any leans or anything. So you guys, whoever wants to jump in first, tell me something about this game. I think it's going to be a great game. You got two teams that play pretty much the same style of basketball. Tempo. They both got big men. And it's going to come down to how strong of a home court does Vandy really have. They haven't lost at home all year. You know, this team's 13-0 and in their building. So, I mean, for a team to come in, even though we're only saying it's going to be one, the oddsmakers might come out with a little higher number because Kentucky is Kentucky. Just only have one loss this season. And they did beat Vandy by 13, right, the first time they met. Um so I, I think if they come out with with a higher number on Kentucky, we'll find some value on the home dog here because I believe that Vandy is this strong of a team when they play it. All right, home. so you're saying strong home court for Vandy. I believe it, yes. What stu- uh, stuck out to me was from the first meeting, uh, Kentucky out-rebounded Vandy 41-22 to in that first meeting. 
uh, and thus the double-digit win. If Vandy can, you know, clean that up at home, they make a game of this. Yeah, they have the size too. That's what was. That's why when I looked in the box, right, score, but, but I was so hold surprised. on. Let's drill down because we don't want to get back to bad habits. So you're saying if if, if Vandy rebounds, they're going to do fine. I, that's not telling us anything. Are they going to rebound? Was there something about the first game where it was when it was deceiving that they were so out rebounding? Well, not so much deceiving from the first game, but what I'm looking at in this second meeting, to me, Kentucky's in a bad spot here. Kentucky's in the middle of a four a five game stretch in which they're playing four games on the road, but the game they got up next is a big one. It's circled on Kentucky's calendar. It's the only game they lost this year. They play South Carolina next. Big revenge game for Kentucky, so they might have one When's the next game on Wednesday? Uh, They're playing Saturday. I think they play on Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday night ESPN. All right, so we're not sure. You don't have that in front of you. No, it's five days after they meet Vandy. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. All right, so five days, that's, that's pretty, that's a good amount of time to prep for that next game. Can you really be a pick'em or a one-point favorite on the road in conference and not be focused? I mean, do you really look at Kentucky, look ahead here as a negative for Kentucky? Again, a discussion mean you always have. Yes, they will be focused, but Vandy's gonna have the greater focus because Vandy's playing, they are the home team, they are playing with the revenge, and they're not the team in the middle of a four games on the road you know, in a five-game stretch. So so let me ask you guys, right now, and just give me a straight answer, no him and Holland, is how, where do you rank Kentucky in the country right now? Top two teams, top two, three teams at the worst. I agree at this right. point in time. And with Wall, clearly they, their, their hype factor yeah. or their marqueedness, as we joke sometimes, is way high. Yeah, yeah. So as a handicapper, don't you have to pretty much go into this game saying, I'm playing Vandy or I'm passing? Because you, you're not going to get a lot of value on Kentucky. No, no, no. And, and especially with, with people seeing how they just went into Mississippi State, who Mississippi State is a, a very good SEC team. I mean, and they beat them. I mean, they, they actually, it took overtime, but they beat Mississippi State, who's second that's on the other actu- side of the conference. That's actually why I don't have an official play on this game, because I think the Tuesday night game against Mississippi State cost us some value. I, I think if Kentucky would have had a good showing, it was on TV, and handled Mississippi State easily. Well, what was the line of the game? Two, two and, and a half. half. So they covered they ended up coming. They had to go to overtime. But to they covered. It. Well, but the game I ended mean, in regulation is a tie. Mississippi State took them to the limit. Listen, if you bet Kentucky and you cash your ticket, you're not going to be shy about betting Kentucky again. But if you did bet Kentucky, when that game was over, you walked away from that game feeling lucky because you're not supposed to cover a favorite. Yeah, in I'm just. I mean, if you win, you're bad. I'm not. I mean, I would agree if they win by thirty. If it's a two and a half point favorite, that's pretty much saying the game's going is is going to be very close. And overtime's a natural. I don't think. I mean, well, let me ask you, though. Did you come away from that game thinking less of Kentucky? No, or, no. I, I actually, I not. I was surprised, but it was impressive that they were able to go into Mississippi State. And beat them. I mean, that was a big game for Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. All right, speaking of that, this is the one segment of four we don't have a free pick on. Uh, what we do each week is we give away a coupon for $10. You can go to pregamepros.com and get any best bet you want, $10 off. Marco, tell us the coupon and tell us some of the hot pros. Okay, well, we're going to go with Slam Dunk 10 for the coupon. All one word, Slam Dunk and the number 10, you'll get $10 off. Just go to uh, Pregame Pros, 
buy whatever you want, put it in your shopping cart. When you get to the checkout, just enter that code. You get $10 off. And yes, if it's a $10 item, it's On free. The house. It's free. Hot cappers, we've got some guys that are doing very well. If you like betting totals, uh, Lenny Del Genio's been on a tear with his totals. Uh, Lenny Del Genio, former Las Vegas bookmaker for Bally's Casino. Let's go, let's go. Okay. Give us the record. Wait. All right. He hit nine in a row going into yesterday. Uh, into Wednesday, nine totals in a row. VR, you're leading college basketball right now Again, with the monitor? The eight straight, that went like 11 straight weeks. And you're like 14 or something NBA? Fourth in the Four. NBA. Fourth in the mm-hmm. NBA. Sick. All right, all joking aside, we try to be hardcore here in regards to not just hyping the good stuff. True. You know, we want to win. You know, we want to win more than we lose. We want to cash. That's always the first goal. And uh, we got a hell of a team at Pregame Pro. So, and there's ten dollars for you. Okay, so we got about uh, two minutes. Let me ask you guys. All right, so we talked about how good Kentucky. Was. You know. Marco, one of the things you do a lot of is, is trap games. We've been talking about that the whole podcast. Doesn't a pick'em game or so here beg for Kentucky money? Absolutely. I mean, that's going to put this. Oh, excuse game on me. The right. Back up. Beg for Vandy. Or oh, excuse me. Yeah, they're begging for Kentucky money. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry, yes. Uh, anytime you have a, a marquee team, um, you know, we're taping on Thursday. Actually, that's one of my trap game type plays tonight on Thursday. Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah, and Mississippi. I play, Vandy plays tonight as well against Mississippi. That's going to be a tough game for them. Right. They're, they're a very, three-point dog there. I mean, the point, point I'm making is, is if the line does come out around pick, I mean, <laughs> that's me. I mean, I'm not sure that there'd be a lot less people playing you know if you, if this line came out two and a half Kentucky are you really saying that you'd get a ton of Vandy action I think that they're they're assuming it's going to be seven you know 65 35 if they come out of pick and it doesn't seem like they would mind that yeah I agree with you a hundred percent two and a half and under I coin is the phrase you're basically pick the winner and anytime you have a game where it's just pick the winner and one team is so much more dominant than the other that is the potential for a trap game because the public is going to just automatically they're not say, afraid of Kentucky money clearly if yeah. they come out of pit yeah I, 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 I like Vandy of- here dude I'm telling you I, I think this team's for real they had a tougher schedule than Kentucky they had a tougher non-conference schedule than Kentucky they got a great senior in Beal scoring like a machine I think they're in a good we spot use a here. phrase here. Right. This last, is their, state, their statement game. Absolutely. This is their statement game. All right, guys, another week in the books, another good week. We have three free picks out there. And remember, you can get all of our videos at pregame.tv. And remember, any game that we preview, go to the comment section, predict the score of the game before the game. And if you get it exactly right, you win $100 to spend any way you want at pregame.com. Now, if you like iTunes, you can just go there and search for pregame.com and download and listen. We'll be back next week on Thursday.